Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast. And you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. Um, <laughs> that would be the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? I guess that's really the question. To finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Phil Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to a special playoff edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. It's season 10, episode 41, and episode number 359 all time. We are the often imitated, never duplicated, you can bring out our Zambonis. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, and on the agenda for tonight, we'll be discussing the crazy Game 5 comeback, overtime win by the uh, Blues over the suddenly extra-hated Avalanche. Uh, special thanks to rockin'thatidealife.com and centeriseabrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Thursday, May 26th, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. I'm my co-host tonight for the big show, our Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Gentlemen, um, uh, one of you is sporting an injury, so I'm assuming the uh, the game last night went... Uh, it was pretty wild for you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a little bit of an extra celebration for me. For those that were maybe following me on social media, I was, I mean, I was, or listened to the last show, I was ready to throw in the towel on this team. I was like, tomorrow is, you know, the, the game is just going to be a the, the death nail for the Blues. So I was pretty much negative the whole time. Really wasn't even celebrating any goals. The only ones I celebrated was the game tire and then the game winner. And when the game winner happened, I jumped up and kicked my ottoman as hard as I could on accident, of course. And, I mean, I fell down. I'm writhing in pain, but I'm still going, yeah, Bozy! Ottoman. Ottoman is actually the name of, the name of your dog, right? That's true. Right. Poor little Ottoman. He, he didn't even see it coming. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, – 
it was a fun celebration, but yeah, I woke up today and let's just say I have a friend who's a medical professional and saw her and, and today just for another reason and showed it to her. And I said, what do you think of my, my toe here? She's like, you need to go get an x-ray right now. Like leave here right now. Go get an x-ray. I think your toe is broken. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you, you so didn't yeah, know I broken my toe last night. So you two quick go. points of clarification there. Ottoman isn't really Jeff's dog's name. Jeff didn't pick his dog. Don't don't do that. And the right. reason why was that the doctor was monkeypox. No, actually gonorrhea. Yeah, close, close. It flared up again, man. I just it won't go away. <laughs> um, so, well, we'll get into the game here in a sec. Um, I just want to say, um, I, I've I've made a, an appearance on the mole hole with randy molman uh, a number of times i did it again this morning uh, we talked some blues hockey uh and i just he's been good to us and and, and promotes uh our show when i'm on so i figured you know you can check out his show uh, every thursday morning 7 to 9 a.m uh it's the mole hole and it's on 92.9 fm in st louis 102.9 fm in st louis or you can listen online at uh, kwrh929.org. So, uh, Randy a, he, is yeah, a, he is a, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, no, Randy's great. And uh, he, he'll cover a number of to- topics, mostly sports, but uh, he'll cover some topical things too, uh, kind of a catch-all, but uh, sports-oriented. So it's, it's, was, a, it's a good I, listen. I believe he was – I couldn't remember if he was on before Z-Man or if he was on before the morning after back when I was coming on their show, but – at some point, uh, he met me and and invited me. Said, "Hey, you can come on my show anytime and talk blues." Very nice guy, knows his sports, and um, yeah, good good show for those of you who maybe who have an early morning. Uh, make sure you check out uh, the Mole Hole. And uh, would you say it was one hundred two point nine FM, ninety two point nine FM, one hundred two point nine FM, or online at kwrh nine two nine dot org good dude yep yeah cool yeah i wasn't able to listen but i'm sure you did a wonderful job and made us look smart kurt uh you know i think uh, i think i did well i was up early uh, enough so i didn't sound groggy had my brain working so i think it went okay yep uh Uh, i was uh i I actually have an announcement unless you're you have something else to add um i threw this in i don't know if you saw it on the outline um but uh Basically, uh, I just wanted to make a quick announcement about the summer shows. Yes, folks, again, it is coming close to that time. Hopefully, not anytime soon, but it is going close to the time where we will be having our summer shows. I always have a theme. My theme this year is kind of similar to the first one. I'm focusing on kind of programs around the area, mostly blues-related. So they have, like, that warrior hockey for, um, you know, the... the, uh, the the war vets. Yes, disabled vets, and yes. Disabled vets, yeah. And uh, so I actually already have an interview set up with one of the goalies on one of those teams, and I think he's going to get me in touch with uh, some of the captains. Um, and I'll tell you, too, I'm, I'm going to be in touch with the Special Blues. I'll be talking to them, having them come on the show, and then just other area things. I, I was going to ask if our friend Jesse, hopefully he's listening tonight, um, if he still is involved with the Cyclones, the women's team out here. Uh, if so, I'd love to to have them on, too, and talk about the Cyclones. So that's going to be kind of the theme this year. We'll be talking about programs in the area for hockey and just things the Blues are involved in in the area. I think that'll 
be a nice little touch to uh, the summer shows. And of course, we'll have our normal hijink stuff. Our mystery hockey theater will be back. I know you guys will be excited to do that with me. And then we'll also be doing like uh, Men's League Minute will come back, which I thought was fun last year. So look out. We'll have summer shows every week. Yeah, the uh, the Mystery Hockey Theater was one of my favorite things we've done. Yeah, that, we're uh, going to do it again. If you're not familiar, it's it, we, if you're familiar with Mystery Science Theater, you know, with the, with the comments during the movies, the old movies that they make, uh, we, we basically watch uh, a historically meaningful blues game of some kind. And uh, we just we you watch it with us and we comment along with it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And we we have the live chat open, so we have people that tune in and yep. they have their comments in there too. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's literally popcorn material, like Michael Jackson sitting back with his popcorn. It's it's a lot of fun. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah, that'll be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um. Are we ready to go to break, Jeff? Because I'll uh, go well, take we, a break here. We we don't Kurt's have already got pee. Oh, yeah, we're not going to do that. Well, real quick, I'll just mention my beer, uh, same as last show. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, we did the Sparkler. Yeah, we don't have to make a big deal about it, but okay. Sparkler from Four Hands, one of my, uh, the, the best seltzer out there, I think. And Oh, you're rocking the Arena Lager? Nice. Old Arena Lager rocking, for me? It's been, it's been a good luck beer, I think. The 312 Shandy for me, this uh, playoff run, no. so. Keep drinking it. I only, I'm doing that one. I only have yeah. one of those left. I, I need a beer run. Well, go on, make one now because we're going to take a break. Yeah. So those are the official beers, episode number uh, 359. Uh, And we'll uh, get into the um, Blues and Avalanche game five uh, right after this word from ID Life. It's springtime, and I know in my house it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new Detox Box from RockinThatIDLife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com or email Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. All right, so uh, a couple uh, items in the YouTube chat. Uh, Dr. Nighthawk has joined us. She is the, I guess, the crossover uh fan in this series she's she's a an abs fan and a blues fan but she is rooting for the blues in this series so uh welcome dr nighthawk we had the pleasure of meeting her at uh four hands that one night so that was pretty cool of course yep yeah 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 that wonderful um was the was second last meeting between the blues and the wild in the regular yeah. season yep great game. Yeah, that was a great, great game third period comeback Loved yep. it. um and she says they're uh they have the first case of monkeypox here in colorado that sucks. And, yeah, and she was at the game too. She said uh, a game five in uh, in at the ball arena. So she says one of the best games she's attended in person. I bet. I mean, it's yeah, one of the hell of a game. It's one of the best finishes to any Blues playoff game ever. Right. So 
probably only behind um, Game Seven in 2019 and the Mir- the Monday Night Miracle. Yeah, I I, I would. Uh, I mean, if you don't count, you know, Game Seven against uh, Dallas, the overtime goal. That's, yeah, yeah. But the, as far true. as comeback wins go, you know, yeah. comeback wins. Monday Night Miracle Miracle edges this one out, but well, this was. It's it's the first time in NHL history that a team came back that, twice to tie yep. to tie a game that late when, that late right yeah in an elimination game true yes because uh, game uh, well uh, the game against the Flames in '86 was an elimination game but they didn't come back I don't know Cause they, they they did come back a few times they came back yeah well, no they, they came all the way back. Right. Yeah. They, they didn't tie. It. Yeah, they tied it late. The, this game, they tied it twice. Right. That's that's what right. the, yep. the stat yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, get into it. Um, first period, uh, the Avs scored pretty quick, pretty soon into the game. Three fifty three from uh, Lekkinen and uh, Byron McKinnon got the goal. Uh, McKinnon's sixth goal of the playoffs and his first of the series, uh, which I was, you know, I was. It we were down three games to one when McKinnon hadn't scored against us, and McCarr had been largely held in check. It's like uh, you know, you think if you held McCarr and McKinnon in check without a goal, um, they'd be, you know, we'd be okay. But uh, down three to one, um, Perron's uh, chip dump from center with one uh, one four checker entering the zone doesn't get deep enough, and it's gloved down by Byram uh, and uh, moves the puck up to the boards to the. Uh, uh, and the Avs enter the blue zone with speed, three on two, uh, with speed as a theme with this Avs team. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKinnon banging a stick like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Lechtenen, uh feeds McKinnon in the high slot as the Blues forwards haven't gotten back yet from the uh, quick turnover by Perron. Uh, he cut across, lets the shot go. Letty reaches out to block the shot. It goes off his stick as it's shot. Uh, comes off his stick goofy. It gets by Huso. Um Stick side post as he's moving a little to his left. Um, I, I think another thing. I, yeah, yeah. No yeah. Pucks going off Blues players. That uh, and stick side on Huso. Yeah, stick side yeah. on Huso. I, yeah, but I, I don't. I mean, no, you, you don't fault him. The, this, you don't fault no, him. I, the, but that's that's where everything's go. Yeah, I'm not even sure this one was going there initially. You think? Yeah, I mean, it could have been. It probably but, it was probably it was probably going right into his his equipment. Maybe, maybe the initial shot. So, and then uh, uh, near the end of the first period, McKinnon scores uh, again for the uh, for the Avalanche. A power play goal this time, 18-23 on the clock uh, from Ranton into McCarr. Uh, a give and go with Ranton into McKinnon on the far side. McKinnon got in behind Mikola and drives the net from a bad angle. Cuts in front, tries to stuff it in down low. Huso makes the save. Puck pops up into the air, goes off Pareko's chest and into the net. So goal number two off of a... Blues defenseman, bad break when, again. When this goal goes in, the first thing I did was I, I took my hat, I threw it on the ground, and I just go, fucking whoso, because like, I didn't see it went off Pareko. I'm like, he I, had the yeah, net covered. Yeah. How did that sneak in? Like, same, same again, I, I mean, McKinnon, McKinnon is like, he's in basically by himself. So it's hard, you know, you see that it's, you know, can you really blame the goalie there? But I'm like, he had the whole net covered. How did that go in? And then you watch the replay and it goes right off fucking Pareko. And then it's 
All of a sudden, the narrative for me changed. <laughs> Fucking Pareko. <Pareko. laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah, it's one of those things yeah. where it's one of those things where it's just an unlucky thing. I, I, it is. Do you blame anybody? I don't know. I don't think so. It's just it's a bad bounce. <clears throat> did you throw anything, Kurt? Because I did I not. My, I did not. I did you? I either threw my phone or my iPad. I think that that was I threw my phone. Ooh. Ooh, I tried to not throw electronics. No, I, I, that's the only thing I've got in my head. So I, I think it was the, the Landis Cog goal that I threw the iPad. But I threw no, it into I, a pile of laundry. So it was okay. Well, there okay. you go. That's okay then. See, it's like a little see, little soft pillow. Right. right. My, my it, tri- it was my, a great my, setup for me last night. My thing when I watch, I stand. I stand close to the TV and I watch. And if I'm upset and angry and disgusted with the team – then I sit down. <laughs> that I was and sitting I, almost that, all game last night. That I, I wasn't. I sat down after it was. Uh, I think when it was two nothing, I sat down, and I was just I was disgruntled at that point, and I stayed sitting uh, when it became three nothing. <laughs> one of but my the, uh, one of my wife's friends called literally right before this this goal went in, so she picks up the phone. Hello. Oh, we're just sitting here watching the Blues game. Then in the background, you just hear, fucking Uso. And she's, <laughs> apparently her friend was like, is he like that all the time? <laughs> like, no, only when the Blues are playing. <laughs> yeah. He has Tourette's. He has yeah. hockey Tourette's. The, the Blues aren't even playing. It's called hockey Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, right. Cusses out a random player's name for no reason. It's August. Blue. Why is he cursing Pareko? <laughs> that should be a thing. Hockey Tourette's. Make a t-shirt. Somebody got offended. Probably not. Uh, sure. so, okay. So two goals into this game, uh, something I noticed. So in game two against the avalanche, the blues had two or three goals go in off Colorado players and the broadcast crew in game two mentioned a couple of times how those were lucky goals or how Colorado was unlucky there for that, that puck to go in the net. Uh, not a word last night about the Avs being quote lucky on the first two goals when they were the same kind of thing as the Blues were scoring in, in in game two, which I thought was I don't know I, I I thought of that right away I was like okay where's the comment about the lucky goals no it didn't uh, that wasn't a the thing Blues are the enemy in this series that's pretty damn clear like it and and honestly just, slightly rightfully so because of the stupid idiot fans with Kadri but yeah. I mean, it sucks that we're all vilified because of a couple morons. And unfortunately, the media has definitely skewed toward the Blues being the bad guys. And and the broadcast crew, and it's not even a, it's more, I almost took it as just, you know, too much respect for the Avalanche. Not that they don't deserve a ton of respect. They're a fantastic team. But, you know, if, if you're going to, it's the same broadcast crew. So it's like, you know, well, I just something I noticed. Um, and then Bissonette uh, uh, from the from TNT and Spit and Chicklets tweeted this out. Was it after the game? Uh, he said, uh, "What a meltdown! Back to the Lou for Game Six Friday. What a wasted performance by Nate Dog." And so I retweeted it and I said, "Or and hear me out. Maybe the narrative should be two goals by Robert Thomas in a thrilling comeback win in an elimination game." That's way more fun. Yeah. Because it was interesting to me that the narrative was blown lead as opposed to great comeback when if the tables were turned and the Avalanche scored two goals late, 
tying the Blues twice, then winning in overtime, you know damn well it would have been all about what a fantastic comeback, unbelievable uh, poise and 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 uh, uh, play by the Avalanche against the Blues. It wouldn't have been you know the Blues choking away, except for amongst Blues media and Blues fans, right? Well, Blues are the bad guys. We just need to accept yeah. that, I guess. Anyway, that I mean, yeah. I, I, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Right, because there are a couple of racist assholes in Missouri that, you know, we're all racist assholes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what probably what half a dozen people, something like that, or a little more. It's like, yeah, let, let's let's define millions of people by, uh, by you know, uh, six people. And um, let's completely and the, what, forget that Nazem Kadri is a dirty hockey player. Yeah. He, he's oh, a, listen, he's, and, li- wait till you listen to last episode there, Bill. I, um, I, heard, yeah. I heard parts of it. I it, went on quite the rant about that. It's a, and yeah. you know, I, and unfortunately I wasn't able to join, but I, you know, I'll just say that uh, it, and I'm sure you said this at length, Jeff, it's unfortunate that people are forgetting who Kadri is in this entire thing. And yes. a dirty ass, one of the dirtier players in the NHL, uh, the Marshand of the West, a less talented Marshand of the West, right? Um, yeah, is is, is all of a sudden, a martyr and he's put on a pedestal. He's a media, he's because, a media darling. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know, and people are praising him. For, and I'm like, yeah, he came back and had an amazing game after, uh, that, that, that shit storm that happened. But, uh, you know, and good for him for doing that, but man. And then he taunts the crowd after the, after he gets the, his first goal. And I'm like, what are you doing guy? What are you he doing? Did it after you're, every you're, goal. He, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're you're fanning the flames. I yeah. mean, read the room. What are you yeah. doing? And I mean that that. But again, that's who he is. He is a dick. He's a prick. And it's funny because I, I don't listen to Spit and Chicklets ever, but I happened to today because uh, it popped up my timeline. And I clicked on it for some reason, and they talked about Kadri. There was Whitney and and Bizonet. They talked about Kadri, and about how great a player he is and about how much of a prick he is. And they lauded, they praised the fact that he was such a prick. <laughs> and they said it's a lost well, art in the NHL, which I guess it is. But it was just really strange. They know everyone this is they know this. And it's it's a weird thing to praise, you know, uh because Perron was not, we, it's we, not Perron, for a bleacher report or a, for a for a what is it barstool sports related podcast to to yeah. to sing the virtues of a prick. It's, it's not <laughs> a prick at all. That's true. Well, it's it's two pricks praising a prick, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, but I'm gonna, real say, quick, say what I, you want about Bissonette. He's been great on TNT. He, no, on TNT, he's been love from Ryan Whitney. Keep him yeah. apart from Ryan Whitney and the, all the bro shit that they do. And yeah. he is actually a very insightful commentator. No, TNT. I agree with you. I agree with you. I completely. And his, the TNT panel has been amazing. And I love the great. fact that he, the business can say shit. He can cuss left and right on Twitter and he can, he can say what he wants. And he's not, and TNT is like, Oh no, you got to tone it down. You know, uh, maybe we'll suspend you for a while because you're saying some, controversial stuff attacking some fans or whatever you know for being dicks um he called some fans out you know for being uh, assholes <laughs> and i'm like i kind of like that i kind of like 
the fact that they're letting him talk because it's it's the whole honesty thing that even though he does he cleans up his stuff for TNT quite a bit, but it's but no, I agree with you. The, the whole bro stuff with uh, Whitney and the rest of the dicks at uh, spitting at, at uh, Barstool, yeah. To uh to to reel us back in, Doctor Nighthawk. Yes. Um, and and again, I again, I, I'm guessing you haven't listened to to the last episode. Uh, if you like me, you'll like the last episode because it was all me and Vanessa Graff. Uh, tried to represent us well at the game and online. Kadri has a history of being dirty on the ice, but the racist remarks were uncalled for. Both sure. can be true. And she says, I think Kadri's post-game interview after game four was classy, at least especially after what he went through from garbage humans. Agree 100% with all that. I, I, uh, and again, said, went into great detail on this in the last show, but I respected him saying, you know, this is for all the haters. I know not all St. Louis are garbage, but I respect, you know, this 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 was for the haters. Well, I loved that. That was a great comment, and I respected that. I just, I don't like him, and I hate that the media has turned him into some guy on a pedestal to say, oh, this guy's been so great. Everyone love him. Like, no, fuck him. Fuck him totally. And at the same time, Fuck the idiots that that had the racist remarks toward him. Yeah, <laughs> it's it it's you know, Nazem Kadri. You know, as, as a hockey player, it's it's a especially this postseason. It's it's as complicated as life, right? It, he it's a very complicated situation with. He's the subject of racist taunts online and racist threats, which it's completely inexcusable. And he had a performance for the ages after getting, you know, uh, you know, just, just a, you know, the game, game three, it was game three, right? That he had the hat trick. Just yes. performance for the ages. Game four. Uh, game four. Well, yeah. Yes. Game yeah, it was game four. It was game four. Right. Game four, the hat so, trick. Game three was the yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, performance for the ages. Incident. Unbelievable. He gets he gets touted, gets lauded for it all, but at the end of the day, he's still Nazem Kadri, the guy who's suspended for how many games in the playoffs over his career for hurting. He's people. been suspended. He's just suspended. That's 10 what he times. does. Ten times. And, yeah, and that that includes last show. That includes the one time that he was suspended for missing practice, which is a different story. But you, you didn't tell me it was uh, required reading before the show. Sorry, Jeff. You should know. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I put all you this what? work into the show. Jesus. So the, you know the one thing. The one thing I thought was interesting. And I wonder if they did it on purpose, or I wonder if it's just me being picky. Because during his post game uh, interview, uh, where after he had a hat trick, where he said not every single blues fan is a racist or whatever he said he said not every single blues fan is right i i was like S -s -s well hold on stop that to me hearing that implies that there are quite a few you know right. not, not every single one you know it, it, it was like a handful of people i don't think I don't that a was vocal i don't overly maybe, vocal minority I, I think you're. I think you're reading into it a bit. I don't think that's maybe, how he meant maybe, it. Maybe, maybe I am, but that's how it sounded He's, to me. And it, I think, yeah, I get it. And if you I, if you think to, about it, you know, you know what I'm saying. That not every single one 
But oh yeah, well, see, bar- I read that, any of them is what we should say. Barely I read any. that as I read that as like okay, uh, every organization is going to have shitty fans, and here are the blues ones that were giving me trouble. Like I, I don't think he meant it like that. It's you know, it's a it's an interview. He didn't have a prepared statement, so I, I think it was just a. I don't know. Okay. I, I think you might be reading into it a bit, which I get. I understand May, that. Maybe, maybe defending but, your city, defending your team. I get it. Yeah, and I and I'm not ever, ever, ever going to defend the the people that said that what they said to him and like the death threats and the racist remarks is repre- beyond reprehensible. Uh, you, I, and and people use some of the people use their own names, their their accounts with their names on them, and they and one kid uh, was a teenager. And he got uh, uh, removed from his fraternity. He got in trouble um, because he because it was a screenshot. It was it was his Instagram account. His name was in the Instagram account. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, okay, first off, you're an idiot for saying what you said. Well, you're well, you're stupid for feeling a, that way. I think that says yeah. everything. He's that's but, stupid. I guess <laughs> yeah. and it's it's par for the course, right? With his comments to do that with your own personal account with your name in it. It's like, okay, you're a moron. Um, he was in college. He shouldn't, I mean, he should have known. Did better, you, did he... you see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I guess you, that's the one you're talking about, right? The one that got taken out of the chapter or whatever that, uh, yes. yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Absolute I'm glad, idiot. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, he's facing something. I don't know how much trouble he's getting into or I think his was, his wasn't the, Death threat. It was the racist remark, right? Oh, I didn't see this. Doctor Nighthawk says uh, his mom said his account was hacked. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, yeah. shut up. Right. Come right. on. Such a lie. By his dad. Yeah. <laughs> By me. <laughs> Maybe you can make a case for I was logged in, and somebody else came in on my account. You know, but no one's gonna hack into your account. To say that. Oh, I need to make time. a racist comment to Nazim Kadri. I'm going to hack into someone else's account. <sighs> what he should have said, Idiots. if Idiots. you're going to lie, if you're going to make up a story like that, you know, say, well, I was in a computer lab and uh, we're all watching the game together and I was logged on Instagram and I went and, you know, I was I was at somewhere else in the room and somebody posted it as me. But Dude, it was Timmy. I tell you, exist. it was Timmy. Those computer labs do exist. They're, uh, hmm. I'm not sure why. But I guess, I don't know. We have them on campus. Um, so it's a 2 nothing uh, Avs going into the second period. And um, 402 into the second period, Landeskog scores for the Avs from uh, Taze and McKinnon. Uh, offensive zone faceoff win for Colorado. Straightforward faceoff win, shot tip score. It was not much more to it than that. Um, Huso had a pretty good look at it, but it was tipped. Um, Puck went through four sticks. O'Reilly was on Landeskog, didn't have his stick tied up. Pareko was on Rantanen, didn't have his stick tied up. And so there's just, I mean, and that's an easy tip for an NHLR. My God, it's like an automatic. To It's a nice floater, you know, between chest and waist high. They're tipping every one of those. I mean, I don't, I don't know why the sticks weren't tied up, um, but they weren't. So and, and at this point. Par for the course with the Blues defense of the series. I, I don't get it. And it was O'Reilly. O'Reilly's a responsible player, and it's just one of those things, I guess. I don't know. So at this point, it's early in the second period, and the Blues aren't playing well. The Avs are up 3 nothing. It didn't look good. Um, at least at 2 nothing, you're within a, you know, within a realistic striking distance. 
but three nothing makes it look rough. And you're and on top of you not playing well. Uh, you're almost halfway through the game, and to win, you have to score like four goals in half a game. That's a lot on the, the road in high on altitude. Road, yeah, against a good team in the playoffs. Yep. It's just like, uh, but this, this was where I officially gave up. I was like, I watched the rest of the game. I didn't turn it off, although the wife wanted me to. I was like, no, we're keeping it on. We're gonna watch the end of the Blues this season. Like this is where I was like absolutely defeated. I'm just going to sit back in my chair and not say anything and just drink whiskey until the pain goes away. And so I was like, I was full on done. I'm just going to sit here and wait for the season to end. You know, it's funny because I was sitting down at this time, like I said before. And so the Tarasenko scores for the Blues. Finally, they get on the board. 14-42 into the uh, second period uh, from Letty and Shen. Blues, uh, you know, less than five minutes to go in the period, uh, or I guess five minutes to go in the period. Some good work by Shen and uh, deep in the av zone, playing catch from behind the net to the corner. Torpchenko sauces a pass cross point to Letty from the far corner. Letty shoots, it hits Shen at the side of the net, uh, comes back out to the slot where Tarasenko grabs the puck, wheels and fires a puck on, it's on edge, uh, and over Kemper's glove, um, and I think I was in the same boat as you, Jeff, when you said you didn't celebrate. I was on the couch, and I, I gave it a fist pump. Yeah, I didn't celebrate uh, like a normal playoff goal. And it was so strange because it was a big goal. You know, cutting the lead to two going into the third is a, is a big deal. You know, a two-goal lead in, in, in the third period is not crazy to overcome if you're if you're playing well. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, didn't, I, I the way the game was going, it was I, – I literally was back in my chair. He scored. I, I didn't even – pump my fist i literally I all i said all i said was well at least they're not gonna get shut out that was that was literally all i said yeah <laughs> i i had a fist bump and might have been a fucking a finally something like that coming out of my <laughs> mouth but i can but, that is uh, a, I, I can totally see you saying that <laughs> like a very disgusting yeah. sarcastic fucking a you know, finally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's yeah, it it was it was a me moment, but unfortunately, uh, you know, for for this podcast, at least only the dogs witnessed it or probably Sheldon at that point. I think Fritz was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere near this asshole. He's pissed off. So, um, yeah, no, I, you know, the, seeing Tarasenko wheel and shoot like that, like he, he had an opportunity to do that in the first and he you know, he stick handled it a little bit before he let it go. Had an opportunity yeah. just to just let it go while the puck was rolling and Kemper wasn't set. So, you know, great to see that he learned his lesson. But yeah, at this point, you know, it, it's still a pipe dream, right? Yeah, and, and let's face it too, you know, this is Tarasenko. He did this last year. That was my first thought was, oh, you're going to score yeah. when the game's out of reach. Yep. and. Yep. All of a sudden, oh, Tarasenko can play hockey. And, like, that that was my thought. I'm like, too little, too late, Vladdy. Could have used you the other four games of the series. Right. The same thing. I thought the exact same thing. Like, here we go. <laughs> yep. Exact same yeah. thing as last year. Because he had two goals. He had the only only two Blues goals in, in game, uh, four. The, the game four last year. Yeah. Yep. yep. Five to two loss, I think it was. Something like that. Yep. Uh, all right, so uh, we will discuss the third period uh, after we take a break and hear from Senator Icebury. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. 
Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right. Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. Bob uh, Feldhake in the YouTube chat says, I love the Limp with Jordan poster, which is behind. You missing the eye, though, Jeff. I Limp with Jordan. Uh, well, the ones in uh, last night only said stand with Naz. Oh, really? I thought yeah. I saw I stand with Naz. No, okay. No. Um, but he says, I love the Limp with Jordan poster. I hope the entire front row has those tomorrow. Um, it was funny because uh, you said you had the, the idea, Jeff, and uh, Randy Carriker also minute- mentioned the, yeah, the yeah. minute that I saw those posters last night, I was like, oh, if somehow the Blues win tonight, I hope people have limp with Jordan on uh, in, in game six in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. and go ahead. What what tweet yeah. came out today? Well, Carricker said on the air of uh, ESPN Radio in St. Louis, he goes, he he questioned whether they should make uh, signs that say, uh, I limp with Jordan. Uh, and and the <laughs> to give out to fans. Uh, to go into the game to, you know, as a response to, you know, to as support for, you know, our guy who was taken out by their guy and who's injured, right? So if they're going to support their guy, Kadri, for different mm. reasons, right? And then so we would support our guy for uh, for you know, being injured, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll limp, limp with him being the, the key word there because of his uh, knee injury, which I yeah. thought was funny. But uh, apparently, and and it makes sense. They're not going right. to do it. Yeah, a lot of people right. said it's... absolutely not. Forget about the idiot. Let's not, you know, publicize that anymore. And I totally get that. But I thought, you know what? For our uh, for our couple hundred thousand listeners, not hundred thousand, hundred or thousand listeners, um, thousand, thousand, about a thousand a week, about a thousand about or so, a little over that. At least. Um, yeah. Listeners, we, uh, you know, they'll enjoy this. So yeah, limp with yeah. limp with Jordan. Yeah, I think in a purely hockey context, it's it's you know funny and and you know it would be would be great to see, but because of the racial overtones of everything else that happened with Kadri, it it's not something that the team could support whatsoever, no. especially after being raked over the coals for for being late to respond and mm-hmm. and tone deaf, yeah. you know, for the first couple of days after that not tone deaf just silent yeah all right so uh third period uh begins uh the blues there's no goals about the first half of the period until the midway point 957 uh, into the period uh, uh thomas finally scores his first goal of the playoffs from bushnevich and letty uh great goal uh, on the rush, Bishnevich carries the the length of the ice, cuts, slices through the D into the corner, crisscrosses with Thomas, slides a pass back to Thomas, who's cutting the net, and uh, Thomas one times at far post past Kemper. Uh, real quick goal, probably surprised Kemper a tad uh, on this play. Um, good old Eric Johnson. <laughs> uh, Let's be playing this a little soft. You know, he, he was he was on Thomas, uh, but he wasn't right. Um, he was on him, but he didn't do anything. So that was uh, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, his his position was positioning was absolutely awful. His stick was already pointed to the corner at the point that the shots taken. He had no chance of getting anything in the lane on that. Just you know. Well, and then again, felt great. 
again, I'm saying the same thing I said about Vladdy. I'm like, okay, Robert, this was great. Where the hell have you been the right. other games this playoff? You know, and it's like, and it's too fucking late. You're not coming back from this this lead, even though it's only 3-2 now. Like, I still, I did give a little fist bump, you know. At this point, I was like, oh. okay, all right. But I was still like, too little, too late, Robert. Could have used you the rest of the fucking playoffs, buddy. Yeah, but 3-2, yeah. uh, I'm like, oh, 3-2. Well, this is a game now. I mean, we're within goalie yeah. pulling range, and it, you know, so this right. is this is good. This is good. We're good now. Right. So, so I think you know, it, it's. I don't think we have it in the, in the outline, but I think this is where we need to pause and talk about a couple of huge saves that Huso made throughout yeah, this game. Yes. Yes. The, yes. the shorthanded, the shorthanded chance by Manson. Although yeah. Manson really put the puck back into who so yeah but he the, he yeah, put the fact like that he shot reacted a, he like shot across yeah. his body and it was like dude right <laughs> go far side buddy net. right yeah right he had an empty net but he did but but that was a huge lift to the team and then um was the the other save um that he he got across he made the save on on mckinnon and then landis cog on a rebound or landis gone landis gog or rampman um on the rebound, it was just great. He he, Huso was not the problem as you guys covered earlier, right? It was yeah. stuff going in off the fenceman, but yeah. when when he needed to be strong, he was strong, and that he, completely different from the from the previous games where you know after he gave up a goal, he was soft. He, that was not the case last night. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think it was real good. His best game of the series uh, in this game. He made some huge saves. Right, um, right, that, and it seems like he's growing into it hopefully hopefully he just keeps getting stronger right yeah um because we'll probably need him uh at his best uh game six we so uh need him at yes. his best um unless the, this yeah, this come. team needs they need to be rolling the the same way they were at the end of the regular season in order to beat this abs team and that's what happened in the third period well mm. late second mm. all third of this game was finally we started getting contributions from someone else other than O'Reilly and Perron. It's interesting too, because I mean, we're getting outplayed. I mean, this game we're outplayed the whole game and it's, it's a situation where we're just bending, but not breaking. Huso's making big saves and, uh, and we get some, we get some bounces and we got some goals late. Um, but I mean, we were outplayed in this game. I mean, it's not, I don't think anybody can challenge that. It was, I, and uh, some people were like, how, how are we going to overtime? How are we still in this game? How is this game tied? How is this happening? But, uh, it was, and it, and it, uh, you know, the, the Colorado, uh, has played very well and they just, I don't know if it's not, uh, an ability to not to finish, uh, as often as they probably should be, but, uh, here we are. So three to two Colorado, uh, 15, 14 into the third period, uh, Kyrie scores, from Falk and Tropchenko could have sworn this was Falk's goal, but uh, right, it totally I, looks like it. But they credited it to Kairu. I thought they would change it today. They haven't, and I, I looked at the replay close. I'm like, it still looks like it goes off Falk's stick. But uh, either way, they're both right there. Uh, the Blues are pressuring, trying to get the tying goal. Avs are blocking shots, getting in the passing lanes, which they've been doing all series long. Uh, pucks going off sticks, skates, and they're knocking pucks out of midair. It's frustrating, and the Blues are a puck possession, puck moving, puck passing team, and the Avalanche have disrupted that greatly. 
Uh, Falk pinches uh, to go after a block shot near the corner. Uh, whacks at it at the same time as uh, Nachushkin, and it bounds in front. This is a goofy goal, actually. Bounds in front, bounces over Makar's stick as he reaches for it. It comes to Torpchenko, who kind of slows down his one-timer so he can time the bounce <laughs> so he doesn't whiff on it. Uh, is partially blocked again by Makar's stick. Goes off Kemper, then Falk and Cairo are right there at the doorstep to kind of uh, poke in the rebound into the open uh, open Ooh. side back door. On oh, the replay, like the I flames, said, I flames just scored this two goals in ten seconds. I know, dude. Every time I look up, it seems like there's another fucking goal in this game. When I started this Cairo the goal, Flame the Edmonton was, was up three to th- uh, two. Now it's four three. No, Calgary. It, was, it was no, it was tied. It, when oh, you started three. the Cairo bit, right, it was tied. Yeah, okay, you're right. Two two. It was two two. Two two. Yeah. Three, yeah. yeah. Now it's four three. Jesus. Literally every time I've looked up, there has been a goal. The last five times I've looked up, it's ridiculous. This game, this series has no goaltending. No. What is wrong with Markstrom? And I understand Smith. Jesus. Oh, that was deflected. That was Sorry that was like the, that was like the that was like the Letty, uh, the McKinnon first goal. Right when he shoots, it's, it's deflected, goes off a stick, goes off a goofy. Mm. 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 <laughs> so four three Calgary, four thirty two left in the second. Serious uh, Edmonton leads a serious three to one. Um. So uh, yeah, unbelievable that. Uh, then I'm I've jumped. I've, I'm yelling. Yeah, it's, I celebrated. It's like, holy shit. This was the first yeah. goal I like fully actually celebrated. So actually, I didn't even really celebrate. What I did was, at this point, I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> I'm just, like I said, I'm just sitting there fucking drinking whiskey the whole time. Like, this sucks. This sucks. Even when it's 3-2. Then they score this goal. I set my drink down. And I just, I didn't even stand up. I just fell forward. Boom. This game is ridiculous. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Edmonton this just ties insane. it back up 4-4. 4-4 now. You know what? Whoever, whoever wins this, the Blues and the Avalanche series is going to the cup final. Yeah, probably. There, there, There's they're no goaltending. There's no goaltending in this series yeah. whatsoever. Well, anyway, so, oh so I, I literally just collapsed forward, and I'm just on the ice. My face is in the carpet, and I'm just going, oh, my God. <laughs> like I just I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. <laughs> That they were able to come back again. We we talked about all the elements against them, the altitude, the greatness that has been the Avalanche in this series. They're on the road. They haven't played that well this series, and it's like, how is this possible? It just it yeah. stunned me. And, yeah. and it makes you wonder. It's like, how, where would this team be if they were playing well? And, and I said it before. Like how that, we knew they could. Well, and, and I'm, I'm I'm I'll give. Colorado quite a bit of credit for uh, the reason why the Blues aren't playing well, but not all of it. The Blues, when they've had time, when they've had space, they've they've looked inept uh, most of the time. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, most of the series has been missed passes and mm-hmm. you know flubbed plays, and and then when Colorado is bringing it, the Blues are standing still in the defensive zone, like you know that. Right, right before we got the tying goal, the uh, actually, it's the next goal that we're about to talk about. Um, on that play, Jordan Cairo is just a passenger, right? He's yes. 
floating back through the neutral zone against the guy who's got a head of steam. And I tweeted out that the Blues coaching staff needs to take this video and send it to him every day and say, this is why you are not considered elite. Move your ass. You, you, you yes. are the fastest skater in the NHL. You have the title. You have that title. If you're not the fastest, technically, you're up there. You're one of the you're up top three, four. You, you and you you're you're dogging it. Your your you? slow strides and McKinnon blows by you. You have a fifteen foot head start on him heading through neutral zone, and he blows by you because you're slow striding it. I'm like, what are you doing? Your team just tied the game, came back from down 0-3, late in the in elimination game, and you're out there dogging it when McKinnon's charging up the ice? What the fuck? Yeah. Wedge him off. Slow yeah. him down. He he blows by you, blows the neutral zone. He's got he's going re, he's going ludicrous speed. And he and he, and, he, and that's not fair to Letty or nice. Huso. I mean, he's got to he's got to apologize to Letty and Huso because I mean, he comes at Letty. Letty's getting backwards. Uh, McKinnon's going 100 miles an hour. Gives him uh, the little inside out. How's your father? Round him, walks him wide. Comes in on Huso, and he's still blazing fast against Huso. And I'm like, and I felt bad for Huso too because he's like, is he going to cut in front or is he going to go wide? I don't know. And then I don't think Huso played it that poorly. Maybe he could have came out a little more. I don't know. Yeah. But, he got uh, caught in two but, mind. But yeah. here's the deal, though, is that no. the puck was on edge. The, the puck was on edge when McKinnon shoots it, and he just tucks it upper under the bar. I mean, right, puts it. Uh, and I'm like, I'm, and I look at the replay. I'm like, fucking Cairo. That did that's, did you that's, guys did you guys see the stat that they posted? It was some uh, advanced thing they have where they were keeping track of player speed. I want to say it was the second period yes. they posted it, I and it was like, that. here's the fastest players from this round. Kairu was not even like the, I think they showed the top five, and it was all Avalanche players. No, and O'Reilly like, was third. O'Reilly was third. Okay, O'Reilly, who's not even yeah, really, I know. Honestly, who's one, that fast? Who's who's average speed at best? Yeah, right? and I'm like, where the fuck is Kairu? Kairu should be at the top of this list there with McKinnon and yeah. McCarr, and he wasn't. He's even not listed. moving his skates. That's just proof he's not moving his skates. He's not busting his ass, uh, and that's been the knock on him all season. His his back checking in the neutral zone and and own zone play, and even when he's got the puck and when he's forechecking, he's not busting his ass forechecking. He's coasting in. I mean, you've got wheels. That's your best weapon. Use it. Uh, divide by zero s is this style of play with Cairo a you thing or is this a lazy thing? It's a lazy thing to me. At this Absolutely. point, at this point, at this it's point, not he's a three year pro. Right. Yeah. He's a three year pro. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. And, you know, that I I honestly believed at that point, as did I think every single person in that arena. And keep us honest, Dr. Nighthawk, you were there. Did everybody in that arena believe that the series was over? Right. Oh, All right, we got our we got our I, comment of the show. Well Doug Gibson ask, says Oh I, one one just real quick. Doug Epson says McKinnon was on NHL 95 speed. Kyrie was NHL PA 93. Garth Butcher in 93. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Slow as shit. Ask Ben Hockman, who's a reporter for the, in St. Louis. Friend of the he, show. he was at the yeah, front of the show. He was there, and he uh, said that they played their victory song 
that they play mm-hmm. after games. They yeah. played it after McKinnon well, you, scored in between before while the hats were being cleaned up, I think. Uh, and he was like, wow, they played their victory song. And uh, that, and I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And I wonder if Dr. Nighthawk caught that when she was there, that they did that. Because that, and that, you know, and that, and that I instantly thought of the Red Sox and the Mets in 86 mm-hmm. because they're playing in Boston and uh, are they playing in, in New York and Boston's ahead and the Mets put up on the big screen, congratulations to the 1986 world champion, Boston Red Sox. And it was only up there for a few seconds, but there's a, there's a picture of it. Someone took a picture of it. And, uh, and that's the same kind of thing. It's like, it's a big, you just jinx your team. Um, so that's a big no, no. All the small things isn't okay. Okay. I think, I think Hawkman, it's a, okay. Hawkman said it was a victory song or their victory song. Okay. I think, All right. yeah. Okay. She said they play it in the third period every game. Okay. So I it's, don't know if Hawkman it's their, was mistaken. It's their country roads. God damn it, Hawkman. <laughs> what an idiot. So okay. Let's never have him on the show again. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Nighthawk. Um. Okay. So I, and I wasn't even mad after this goal. I mean, I, I, I was. A lot of people probably are I, I was just like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, right. you've got to right. be kidding it, me. I, I. It was a superstar play by a superstar player. It was, yeah, but again, we, it's hats again, off. we talked it's about Cairo, the only guy on the rink who can keep up with McKinnon, yeah. didn't yeah, even fucking I, try. But and, at the time, and I know I you guys disagree, but I, I did not like this goal for Huso. I thought you, you oh, mentioned right. Kurt that you thought maybe he would cro- come across. Huso should be reading his body. I don't feel like he tipped at all that he was going to cut across. I felt like Huso should have been able to take away the angle and well, he's just on his be forehand. Able to stay with the puck. And he just—he's on his forehand. He can—he can try and shoot low stick, a low low glove, at that point, or he can cut back backhand. But it's another he, goal that's or, short I'm side sorry. on Huso. Yeah, but it's short side tucked up under the bar. I mean, I you know what I mean. And he's going hundred miles. To me, you got to. He's going hundred miles. He's going hundred miles an hour. He's not. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I never say that's this a on world the show, class, but Jeff. Jeff, you're wrong. Hey, well, you should never say it because I'm always right. Well, that's not true. Okay, so this is the right first now. time I've ever been wrong. I can accept <laughs> that. <laughs> no, it's he, Huso. It, it, I'll tell you what I thought when I saw it. Like, you, if you go back and watch the, the play and you get the, the angle where you catch Justin Falk, you could almost see the relief that, thank God, that's not my guy. Yeah. As, <laughs> as he's undressing Nick Letty. And Nick Letty, who has been our best defensive defenseman in the series, and he yeah. his speed just completely changed everything there, including where Huso was. Huso got caught in two minds. I do not blame him on that. Right there, there are probably five players in the league that can do that at top speed: McKinnon um, and McDavid for sure. Probably Austin Matthews. Maybe a few others, but that yeah. that is just a world class goal by a world class player. And well, I was I'm not blaming Huso there. I was pissed that it happened at all. I felt like uh, again, Kairou could have played that differently. Letty, I thought had a pretty rough game. So, and again, yes, I, I'm not going to take anything away. McKinnon was fantastic, especially on this goal. Ridiculous highlight reel shit. You expect your stars to come up big in this point. That's what he did, but. I don't know. You've got the momentum. You just tied the game three, three. 
this this goal still pissed me off because I was just like, this is a this is the Blues season in a nutshell. They get there, they're close, and then they just do something, just allow something like this, and boom, series over. Well, and to me, I, I'm not blaming anybody in this goal except for Kairou. Kairou, Kairou hung his defense and his goaltender out to dry by not doing anything with McKinnon. If yeah. his job is to slow McKinnon down, and McKinnon didn't just come in fast. He came in, it was ridiculous. And I don't know what right. Letty's supposed to do there. So I'd take a penalty, you know, grab onto him. Right. I, I don't I don't know. Your your comment, the ludicrous speed, that was the best that that's it. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, we got a comment went, from uh he went Vlad. I I love any reference to ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> he went <plot>. um, <laughs> So, okay, so uh, uh, with the Blues trailing four to three uh, and the goalie pulled, uh, Justin Falk, this was one of the two or three plays of the game for me. Mm -hmm. uh, He made two two of the plays of the game in this sequence. Yeah. So, so, well, what what was the other one? Because this, um, where he he angles off Landeskog. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Of course, holding the puck in the blue line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The skate. Yeah. So, but yeah, but so I, I want to ask you guys a question after I after I uh, break this down here. So, uh, Blues trailing four to three, goalie pulled. Uh, Justin Falk, Landis Cog's carrying out of. Uh, well, he gets a pass at the blue line, just outside the blue line, and he's carrying to center, trying to reach the red line to take a shot or dump avoid it in. The There's icing. no icing. Yeah, avoid the icing. And uh, Falk wedges him off and gets to him just before the red line and doesn't allow him to get a shot on net. So do you guys, and they talked about this on the radio today, uh, do you guys think uh, the series is on his stick, one shot and they close it out? Should he have shot from on the other side of the red line when he had time? Because he had time. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I don't, Mm. it's It's a chance to, to to Win the series. It's, yeah, but it's hard to read because right. he's looking at it as I need to get it deep and not ice the puck and cause an offensive zone face off. It it really depends on I'd love to see what like if there was a way to like helmet cam or whatever to see exactly what he saw, the way he saw it. Because to him it's it was probably I could shoot this, but I'm gonna miss. And then we're gonna yeah, have an offensive but- zone face off. We're stuck out here, you know, blah blah blah. But at the yeah. same time, like you don't want to give the Blues any chance at all, and if you seal the deal there, series is over. They're done. So I, yeah. I don't blame him, but I also uh, can see why people would argue it. Yeah, I think I would have shot. I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm Landis yeah, Scott, I, I'm I'm one of the best players in the NHL, and I've got, you know, and I've got a clear the captain view of the of goal the Avalanche. Yes, and and I got a chance to advance to the conference final with this shot. I mean, he probably hits that shot most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think I shoot. I mean, I understand why not. I, I understand trying to get the red line, no icing. You don't want it. You want to kill clock, but there's like a minute and a half left, something like that. So there's still a lot of time left. It's not like he's just trying to kill 20, 30 seconds. You know, he's got, I mean, even if he does dump it in, the blues are getting it coming back anyway. So, I don't know. I, I, th- yeah, I think maybe you know, you cause a turnover yeah. in the neutral zone coming back. I, I can see what right. he was thinking. I don't, I don't blame yeah. him for this at all. Well, but that, I think that's it though. I think he was thinking, 
right? And yeah, that that's, that's what cost him, right? <laughs> if if he reacts, if if he just takes the shot, and and I agreed, I found myself agreeing with the the consensus in the studio that he's got to shoot that puck, right? I don't know what the faceoff percentages were in the game, but you've got a chance to win that faceoff, right? You go ahead and take it, right? If, if you know yeah. you fire, you you know you all you have to do is win a faceoff. Thought that's what he should have done. He didn't do it. Beginning of the choke. Yeah. Let's go. Right. I'm with I'm with crappy goalie. <laughs> he says the most important thing is getting the puck deep. Hundred percent. I I think that's my my defensive mind. That's what I'm thinking. I get it to the I red line. Get the puck deep and expect yeah. you guys to cause a turnover coming back in the neutral zone. I think that's. Uh, I don't think that's quite the thinking that it used to be though. I think that it was always the case. Get to the red line. Don't ice it. Teams ice it now. I mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right. It's I think, face-offs are generally a coin flip, so do it. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's there, just a I mean, matter of what type of player you are. I think if that's McKinnon, he's firing yeah. it to the net. Well, Landis Cog, and, and it's not it's not Tony Twist. You know, Tony Twist. Yeah, I get yeah, but I'm saying Landis Cog is a defensive-minded player too. He plays pretty solid defense in his own zone. Not saying McKinnon doesn't, but he's a, he's a guy who likes to shoot. I can see Landis Cog, especially as the captain, saying. I got to make the right play here. Make the smart play. Get the puck deep. Get off. Get a change. Expect my guys to do their job uh, when they come back. But he overthought Land- it. <clears throat> Probably. Beginning I of, he had. Beginning I mean, he had thirty. Landeskog had thirty goals this year. So he's. I mean, he's a. I, I'm not he saying he's not an offensive player. I'm saying that he's a good defensive minded right. player too. And I think that's what he was thinking. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> blues, uh, let's see, wait, uh, I lost my place in the uh, outline here, but okay. so less, less than a minute to go. Yeah. Blues goal. Uh, so less than a minute to go. Blues work the puck around, uh, the entire perimeter, uh, as they asked for some reason, stopped pressuring the puck. Did you guys notice this? All mm-hmm. game, all series long, the Blues have the puck in their zone. They're pressuring the puck carrier. They're challenging. They're forcing the issue, and now they're sitting in a shell. They've all they're in a compact box, and um, maybe they thought the Blues were trying to do something and and they were trying to take it away, but they went away from what was working for them, and they let the Blues pass it around, and that's playing right into the Blues' hands because they're a puck moving, puck possession team. If you let them move the puck around. That's right in their wheelhouse. So uh, Tarasenko tries a bad angle shot up high on Kemper from the uh, near side corner. Uh, shot wasn't even going. You see the replay from the ice angle uh, camera. Mm-hmm. Puck wasn't even going in. It wasn't even on net. It was going to go like against the the out of the corner, other side. But it hits Kemper up high. Rebound squirts back door, and Robert Thomas puts it in as McCarr didn't have him tied up back door. So unbelievable. Put it put uh, it off Kemper. Right. It it was off. Yeah. His, right. right. So the Tarasenko shot t- hits the mask, undoes the strap on Kemper's mask, falls, hits his pant, goes down into the crease. Thomas swats it back off the pant into the net. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, and then I'm going nuts. I'm like, I can't believe they did it twice. Yeah, I uh, lost my shit this time. I, I officially, yeah. like, fully yeah. lost my shit this time. I f- fucking spilled my drink and was just like, oh, my God! Like, I was losing my mind. Um, yep. 
<laughs> so yeah, I I may have got in front of the TV and and said some nasty shit to Darcy Kemper there because he was listening. <laughs> I uh, I think I woke. I mean, my windows were open because my uh, my AC. Well, it was nice outside, but um, right. Yeah, so I <laughs> and, my, and I get my AC replaced, so it's not really working right right now. But uh, I think I probably woke the neighbors up uh, because the windows were open, and I did quite a bit of yelling. I didn't want to do too much, right? Because they didn't want anything yet. But I, I celebrated quite a bit. At second um, intermission, I uh, so I this beard is getting ridiculous. Um, that's the only positive that'll happen when the Blues lose. So I literally second intermission, I went and grabbed my razor, my shaving cream, and I lined it all up on the sink. And I'm like, the minute the season is over, I am going to shave this off. So second intermission, they're down three one. Still 100 percent sure they're going to lose. So then it goes into OT with this goal. And after, so after the third period ends, I went in back to the bathroom, put all that shit back up. and was like, it's not going to be tonight. Like at this point, I'm starting to feel confident. Like, okay, they're going to pull this out tonight. So, and I, and I had a feeling that, uh, and I tweeted this out that whoever scores is this, this overtime is not going very long. Uh, the, the blues are coming on. Kemper looks soft. And the Avalanche, you know, are going to be going for it. So there's going to be a goal first five, ten minutes of this overtime. That's, that's why I felt mm. it's for not going to go long. For sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, first off, it, and right before the Blues score in overtime, you know, it, the, Bozak scores 338 in to overtime, so not very long. But Bartuzzo saves the season. Yeah. Uh, on all fours in the crease next to uh, Huso on a shot. I didn't see who shot it. Uh, but uh, it hits off of like his arm or chest side of his chest. Uh, and he's just, I don't even think he was trying to block it. It came through traffic and it hit him um, and save the It was going in for sure. Going in. Uh, Cause Huso was down, didn't see it. Couldn't pick it up. <sighs> and then well, the and that's, basically that's come why, down and score. That's where he earns his paycheck. I know a lot of people, we oh, saw block some shots. I don't want to, I don't want to say a lot, a good amount of people were saying that, you know, when they resigned him this year to what is it, another two year deal? It was pretty cheap. They were still upset saying, Come on, we don't need this I'm guy. Not, I, I don't I, I don't understand that. Yeah. I think I think it as your five six defenseman and a guy who can take up minutes like this, yeah, he's not gonna score you goals, but he's he's a big dude out there and he's not a pylon either. He's he's you know, he's not he's not fast, but he's not slow. And he reacts well to plays, and that's what happened here. I think he just was in the right place yeah. at the right time. He read the play, he, like you said. Maybe he's not looking to block it, but he's his body's there, and that's where he needs yeah. to be. And he made a great play. And he play, he he's one of the few guys that plays with physicality. I mean, he just yeah. he he will hit. He will he will he he'll be nasty in front if he has to be. Um, take the occasional bad penalty, whatever. But uh, and he and he excels on the PK. He's a shot blocker. He's a really, and I think he's a bargain at seven hundred thousand dollars for what he does. They use him a lot for uh, for various things, and they situationally, right? He's very good. Um, so uh, three thirty-eight uh, into the overtime, Bozak's goal, uh, Bozy uh, three thirty-eight from Letty and Barbashev. Barbashev carries across the blue line, dumps it far corner. Bozak goes in, grabs it, skates behind the net, passes out to Letty at the point. Uh, kicks it to keep it in under pressure. Bozak comes up with it as he's circling to the point, carries over to the very high slot, middle point, if you will, 
uh, and then uh, lets a slap shot go. The Kemper partially screened on, I guess. Uh, beats him clean. I don't think it went off anybody. I thought for a while mm. it could have grazed off a knee barely um, and changed direction a little bit, like sideways. 77 miles per hour. <laughs> 77. But he didn't pick it up. He, he, I mean, the sh- he yeah. starts to shoot. Uh, there is a screen there, but I really think he should have had it. <laughs> right, he should have picked should've. it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Get big. He's a big goalie. You, you, play, right, Bill. You, you play big mm-hmm. in the crease when you don't see the puck, and he didn't play big. Yeah, he. It was. I, I have no idea what he was thinking there. Um, just, just not ready. Not, not even thinking that a shot's going to come through. And you know that that is that's going to be tough to overcome going into the next game. That's going to be in the back of your mind that I give up a soft goal to lose. Right. Yep. Try to blame Bo Byron for, for Byron for blocking uh, the view, but he had yeah. plenty of time to pick that up and just he get, up. at least he you didn't... don't get right. You don't get what? beat by a 77 mile per hour shot <laughs> slap shot from the point glove high an overtime right? yeah. winner and, yeah. and not have ill effects from it. Well, that's um, our bounce. That's that's well, one, of the, one he, of the bounces we have not got. At least he didn't react right. like Mike Smith <clears throat> on that long range goal when he just. That was, was like, so funny. Oh, <laughs> he's and it's he's like, trying to dude, blame Duncan Keith, yeah, like come Duncan on, Keith man. Out, the, out the blue line. <laughs> Pick that shit up, man! You have plenty of time. <laughs> you screamed yeah. me at the blue line. His, <laughs> the other his, team's blue yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. Smith's on ice reaction was pretty bad, but I, 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 I laughed it. at his interview. I thought it was funny. <laughs> In oh, the yeah. interview. I didn't see that. So, yeah, just he said I, I can mean, laugh he, about he it totally, now, right? He, yeah, yeah. He he owned it. He owned it. So, so uh, yeah. Cap Friendly's Cap Friendly has a deserve to win ometer. If you haven't seen this, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. A uh, nice look after the game. It's like it's a basically a little short video that shows the meter how it fluctuates and shows the scoring chances on a on a chart of the of the ice rink uh, for each team. And pretty much the entire game, it fluctuated between. Uh, 70 and 80 percent for Colorado to win the whole game. Just it never went anywhere close to 50 50 ever at any point. So uh, according to their analysis and their advanced metrics, uh, Colorado was the dominant team in this game from start to finish. Which I'm I'm not going to disagree with. They were they they outplayed the Blues in this game. Uh, the Blues uh, were opportunistic in their chances. Uh, had a couple of very similar goals go in, uh, kind of jamming at home. Uh, we're on top of Kemper. Kemper was not strong, so and the Blues benefited from that. And hopefully that uh, that trend maintains as we head to Game Six. Yeah. Um. So again, with this Bozak goal, kicked the ottoman, lost my shit. My windows were not open, but I guarantee I at least woke up one or two of my neighbors. Um. <laughs> unbelievable. Just an absolutely unbelievable goal. And uh, yeah. And you know, again, you talk about this deserve to win meter. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a cool metric to have. It's fun to watch. It's kind of, you know, okay, well, you know, I see the, and you know, nine times out of 10, there's a good chance that's going to be right. But again, this is why we play the games and that's why it is so much fun when things don't work out the way they should in hockey. Like, that's what I love about the sport. You know, we, we can reference all the time, the 1980 miracle on ice, you know, that how many times. As a team, one, I think back to Belarus over Sweden and what was that, 04? Like, some of those games are just the craziest shit that will happen. And that's, the team that shouldn't win 
will win. Yeah. And it's so much fun to, to be a part of and witness. I think that's why um, I never throw in the towel. Uh, I, I mean, I can be realistic about chances and things like that, but I, I'm never a guy to completely say it's done. It's over before, you know, it actually is. So uh, that's uh, kind of, that's where I kind of live in my sports fandom. But uh, BH Kell in the YouTube chat says, uh, did that Bozak goal deflect? It looked like it went off Brian. Uh, Byram, that's what I mean. I, if it did, it gra- it didn't go up or down. I think if right. it did graze off of a knee of Byram's knee, it went sideways a little bit, and that's the only that's the only what. Thing but that again, with him not being able to see the puck, if that's the case, I think if he's playing big in the crease, one you'll be able to pick it up off Byram's knee because it's not coming fast, and two, like you're playing big, it was kind of shot toward where he should have been. Just not a bad, not a good goal he, on Kemper at all. He he may not have even known that Bozak shot it, because when Bozak winds up, there's two guys in the way, and by the time he lets it go, he's kind of, kind of out of that screen or coming out of that screen. So maybe he didn't even know he let it go. I don't know. Is Bozak shooting from there was surprising? There's yeah. there's nobody in front in Blues players. It was just a, I yeah I, I I'm sure it took him by surprise. Had to. Mm-hmm. So uh, in game six. Um, 7 p.m. Uh, Friday night in St. Louis. What do the Blues have to do to send this series back to Colorado for Game 7, guys, before we shut her down? Uh, well, let's get to it. <laughs> yes, they have to win. Uh, Doug Gibson in the YouTube chat. Do you think the Blues need to pepper the net early tomorrow since Kemper seems so shaky? I know they typically pa- pass and look to create high-danger chances, but like Bill said, he lost on his 77-mile-per-hour slap shot. <laughs> yeah, so... I think that is part of it. You know, the blue and the blues, let's face it, haven't really done that at all this series. Come out firing, come out shooting. You know, here's granted the first goal of the series is only one, one game in this series. Uh, and that was game two for the blues, but you get out to an early lead and you can build on it. Um, you, and you keep firing at Kemper. If he here's, is possibly fighting the puck, maybe that's the key right there. Here's the problem with, I think, uh, putting a bunch of shots on net. Uh, Colorado has been amazing at blocking opportunities, and I think, I think if the, I think what the Blues should probably need to do, hopefully that they'll get more chances if they do this. They would get more chances. It's just manage the puck better, you know. Uh, quit, quit, case of the yips, whatever. Holding the stick too tight, I don't know. But if they can manage the puck better. If they can manage the puck better, and they would then in turn get more chances out of that, and play their game. I think if they if they if they actually try and pepper Kemper uh, by taking a lot more shots from areas they don't normally take shots, maybe it would surprise them because it's not what we usually do, and they wouldn't be ready for mm-hmm. it. But I think that's changing our game too. Not that the game plan that we've had has been great so far, anyway, because we haven't played great. But I think um, you think it's just a matter of time before this team gets some puck management back, right? Sooner right. or later. I, I think right. I, I think there's there's a you know two two factors there. One confidence. The, the Blues haven't had a lot of confidence. They've just they've made some really poor passing decisions and you know, haven't really been able to accept passes. So um, the other part is will the Avalanche play? Um, Will they come out and challenge? That was a great point you made earlier. 
they went to a defensive shell. If they continue to play like that, mm, I like the Blues' chances. I, I think the Blues are going to have to weather a storm and <clears throat> to start the game, but if they can get an early goal and get in Kemper's mind, yeah, take shots from bad angles if you get if you have that opportunity. Yeah, I think I think I mean this this kind of stems back to what the Blues have to do in general anyway. But I think that's what we're talking about. So I mean, slowing Colorado down to the neutral zone, looking at you, Cairo, you know, move your ass, uh, get more good chances on Kemper, uh, and that would stem from hopefully better puck management. Um, he has been shaky. It'd be great to get more good chances on him. Uh, clean exits, tape to tape transition passes, getting in on the forecheck, which they haven't done a whole lot of. That would help maintain uh, some kind of a, a persistent forecheck. Uh, and uh, it's you know it's basic stuff. Uh, Blues have been so erratic in the series, uh, in the basics in the series so far, and uh, they still. I mean, it's three to two; they're in it, but they got to clean their shit up. And yeah. so it's in crunch time now. Well, I love what crappy goalie That's says here insane. in the chat. Just stop turning it over ten feet inside their own blue line. They do that so much, and it causes long possessions by the Abs. Yeah, if you. Clean right, breakouts, yep. you know, that's what yep. we saw yeah. a lot, I think, with the Minnesota series, and they're just not doing it in this series. If we can right. see them turn that around in game six, that'll be huge for them. Right. They're, they've been extremely stationary in their own zone, um, feet not moving. Kairu, I can remember three or four times where he's just, he's gotten a pass and he's been at a dead standstill. And he may be the fastest guy, but against the Avalanche team, you don't get those three strides to get up to speed, right? You He's have not- to be moving constantly, right? You you have to be out there and moving and getting open. And, and yeah, there's a little bit of luck when, you know, when you're making a pass, uh, you know, coming out of the zone when the Avalanche are pressing, but you, you gotta, gotta press it. You gotta do it and you gotta do it with speed. I think if the Blues can be, get to game six with the way they've played, they can win the series if they can play the way they're <clears throat> capable of playing. So, and, and that's interesting to say, to feel that way, because coming into the series, I thought, you know, I didn't think the Blues had a very good chance at all of winning the series, like most people. Yeah. You know, I said Avs in six. That was my, that was my guess. Um, still could happen that way. But, uh, and, but if the Blues, I mean, they have to play better than they played this, to the series to date so far. So we'll see what happens. Right. So uh, Brandon Toma in the YouTube chat you know, brings up that the Avs fans are squirming like crazy. And uh, I don't think we got got a chance to ask. I don't know if he's still around, but Jason Smith, uh, who's who's been in for the last few shows, Avs fan. Is that how it is? And Dr. Nighthawk, if you're still there, is that is that the feeling like is the is the you know, the choking feeling already setting in in Denver? Uh, you know, you, are the are the sphincters clenched? There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that I saw online anyway, and that's a small sample size from the entire fan base, right? But I, you, you see a lot of uh, right. doom and gloom, I, and I think that's that's just because of the struggles they've had to get out of the second round the past so many years, and they haven't been to the third round in twenty years. Twenty, so years, I think that's right. Yeah, twenty years, right? I, I think so. That's the part pressure's of, that's on part them. Of, yeah, right. The pressure is on and they, they, if that is a real thing, you know, man, it's going to be tough for them to, to come in, especially if they give up an early goal, right? McKinnon did everything humanly possible to win that game. And yep. the rest of that team let him down. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mike, we're going to about wrap it up. Um, we got some nice uh, conversation going on. I uh, apologize for not being able to get to all of it. This is a lot of it. Um, well, hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Any, any predictions or you want to just stay away from that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, uh, Vanessa and I gave predictions in a way last game and it seemed to work. So I'm going to stick with what I said. Uh, blues aren't going anywhere. This will be the last game of the season. We'll have our postseason wrap up or our season wrap up show next week. So we'll see. It's it so wrong and negative. The defeatist attitude. I hate it so much. I, I, you know what? Uh, I've had that as a blues fan my whole life. And then 2019, I just felt the flip. And like when they were down uh, to Dallas, when they uh, had the series tied against Winnipeg after going up 2-0, I kept telling people, and you can ask crappy goalie. He kept saying to me, this is the most optimistic I've ever seen you because I've known him for a long time. And it was like they oh. went down 3-2 to Dallas, and I was like, they're going to win. They're going to win in game seven in St. Louis. I'm not worried about it. Like, And that's just how I felt the entire playoff. And I just – I kind of had that feeling in the bubble, but it went away pretty quick. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't have that feeling last year, and I don't have it this year either. I just – I just I, I'm sorry. I just don't see them getting past Colorado. Again, I will gladly – Find a crow and eat it live on the show if they beat the Avalanche in seven games. Oh, that's God. not real. We're that's not real. That to happen. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I'm I'm editing. I'm editing out after uh, uh, you say it on the air. No, so. I'm I'm gladly saying that I I will mm. eat crow figuratively um, if they lo- or if they end up winning the series, it's, and I will do it with yeah, a smile every- on my face. <laughs> You're getting booed in the YouTube chat. <laughs> yeah, Derek Grice doesn't like that I picked the Avalanche. He seems very mad at me. But See, I think sorry. The way I yeah, go ahead. But you you want to give a prediction? I was just going to say is he he was well, giving Bill, a shit. Bill, he was, Bill picked the Blues to win the series. Well, he so, was giving I mean, me and say. you shit. Darren was giving me right. and you shit for picking the Avalanche, and I just all I said to him in, in the chat was I'm a realist. I'm a hockey well, fan first. I looked at the series, uh, tried without bias, and said. I see the Avalanche winning this in six games, which that still could be the case. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The the Avalanche are an amazing team and they have two shots at closing this out. Um, that said, um, the, the last exchange I had uh, with uh, one of my guys at work today, um, you know, holiday weekend, he, he's off tomorrow. Um, the last thing he asked was let's go blues question mark because I was pretty <laughs> negative the other day. And uh, my, my response was, yeah, hope is a bitch. Yeah. Or, hope is the best but, and the worst of everything. Let's go Blues. I, you, I have the Blues winning tomorrow night. So, And you you picked the Blues to win in seven to before I the did. series started, right? Okay. So, right. I mean, that's, that's on the table still. All right. of our predictions right. are on the table. All of them are. All of them are. Right. All of them are. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against my prediction. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Blues uh, pull it out tomorrow. I'm gonna say that they, they, uh, and I'm gonna say it's not even gonna be close. How about that? Like a, like a four to one. I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, well, we'll see. I hate, John. I don't, I hate. I've said before, I hate predictions. I hate them. I don't like doing them. I do too. I feel stupid saying yeah. it because you never fucking right. know. 
what's going to happen. Right. You don't. You don't. Um, and I, I guess the one thing that gives me comfort with uh, with my prediction is that the Avalanche fans seem to be really scared about the choke coming on. So yeah, they do. That's what I'm. Which is- that's what I'm hoping for. And you know, I, having been a Blues fan who lived through well, how many years till we won the cup? Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm all for it. Patrick Waugh should be the last, the last Avalanche goalie to win a Stanley Cup, in my opinion. Man, I uh, I am getting a lot of shit here for the crow comment. Um, no, folks, I am not going to eat a live crow on the air. Well, so a live, crow? but John, live crow? Oh, jeez. Yeah. No. Oh, God. God no. John. What would, What do you think my wife would do if I just walked in? Crow in a cage. Hey, honey, it's okay. I'm gonna uh, eat this tonight. It's okay. It's you would lose an eyeball before that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, have, you have to. You have to like break its neck and then eat it. Yeah, I, and, I'm not and, doing that. And, <laughs> like yeah. I'm giving you advice on how to do this. Like I've done it before. Yeah. Trust me, I know. I've been there before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've watched Ozzy Osbourne do something on stage. So. <laughs> if you can do it with a bat, you can do it with a crow. Come on. I like what uh, Divide by Zero said. The real question for Jeff is, what will he wash it down with? <laughs> uh, cat piss. There you go. I mean, it's got to be something yeah. gross or a grosser than crow. Uh, There's not much grosser juice? than cat piss. Cat piss is pretty disgusting. That's yeah, potent Bud stuff, Light man. Orange. Bud Light. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> that's one of my one of my favorite quotes ever from Simpsons was when they were in New York. And uh, he... Yeah, he eats the cocolage and uh, he's like oh what do you have to drink uh, so I can wash that down and he's like I have prune juice and Mountain Dew and uh, oh. Homer goes oh oh god ugh. I'll take the prune juice <laughs> you know sports are a funny thing and I love the fact that anything can happen any given game so I think that's yeah. uh, that's what that's what I'm kind of banking on you know it's, it, it'll be a well, we'll see what happens. Who knows? Hopefully, we're uh, we'll have another show uh, celebrating this win. Or I guess it'd be after Game Seven, wouldn't it? Because Game yeah, Six is on Friday, and Game Seven would be Sunday, right? Yep, something so in maybe a do Monday one show, and or maybe a Sunday we... post game or something. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, play hockey. I typically play Sunday nights. I don't play Sunday nights. So, is it yeah, afternoon? Or yeah, is it a it's evening? it's it's a holiday weekend, so um, that that plays into it too. So, I don't know. I assume you guys we'll are see. both off Monday. But. Stay yep. tuned. Stay tuned for that news for next show. Hopefully, it's a uh, celebratory show and not a season recap show. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com. And tell Muscle Booze Radio sent you. And by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out our check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 41 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks for those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone. I think you're going to say it, right, Jeff? I won't say Limpa Jordan, but go ahead. Let's go, Blues.
Let's go Blues. Limp with Jordan. Let's go Blues. Beat the fucking avalanche. Fuck you, Nazem Kadri. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus Board at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends